Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. I got extremely close to not recording this week's episode. I had some unexpected travel come up. I'm up in Idaho, up visiting some family for a few days, and I forgot my microphone. So if you're listening to this and the quality doesn't sound that great, I'm actually using a microphone and recording this into my phone, and then I'm going to upload it onto my computer and then put it into podcast form there. So I apologize to you guys if the quality of the audio isn't super good. But as you guys know, I've gotten back into recording once again. And whenever you get back into an old habit that you maybe once had, a lot of you that could be fitness, you get into a position to where you're consistent for a while and then you fall off track and then you try to get consistent once again and it's hard to find your flow again. And I can feel that in myself now with the podcast, trying to find the right day to be able to record, ensuring that I'm getting an episode up every week. But the one thing that I know and the one thing that I think can help you guys with the situation that I'm in and I can relate it back to you is that getting back into routine or creating more structure for yourself and, and getting on point with specific things that you make commitments to in your life, it's not easy at first, right? The first few weeks are generally the hardest until you start to build some momentum. It's clunky. Your brain's going to be telling you, oh, just forget about it. It's fine. You don't need to do it. And that's basically just because it hasn't been ingrained into your habits. It hasn't been back ingrained into your lifestyle and it takes time. And so understanding that the first while is always the hardest part until it just becomes more habitual and something that's ingrained back into your lifestyle. It's always going to be super difficult at first. So just something for you guys to think about. But today's topic is how to get addicted to fitness. And that's an interesting topic, right? When I talk with many, many people about their fitness journeys and their health goals, if they're trying to lose weight or if they want to be more consistent in the gym to be able to build muscle. The number one thing that stops the majority of people is consistency, right? How do I create consistency? And the biggest issue that most people have is that you are so focused on the result. You are so focused if the goal is weight loss on seeing weight loss every single week, you're so focused on if it's building muscle after a few weeks looking in the mirror and thinking, man, like I should be looking bigger. I should be looking better by now. And it's because you're so ingrained into the result. And if that's, and the truth is at the end of the day, getting to a fitness goal, getting to a specific body composition or a specific weight, this shit takes time, right? This is not a quick man's game. This is not going to happen in the matter of weeks or the matter of one or two months. It happens in the matter of multiple months put together, stacked on one on top of one another 
over and over and over again. And then the truth is, even when you achieve your goal at the end, well, to maintain that goal, that still requires effort. And so we're going to go over a few things here that I've done in my life, as well as that I try to ingrain in my clients' lives as well, that help them ingrain fitness more into their lifestyle, hopefully make it more of a game and make it more fun and actually make it addicting because you have to get addicted to the process instead of only trying to be addicted to the result because that result takes time. The result does not come fast. And if that's all you're focused on, you will quit because you'll lose motivation super quickly and you'll end up saying F this and just go back to doing what you're doing before because at the end of the day, vanity metrics and only focusing on, oh, I want to look this way or, oh, I need to be at this weight. If that's all you're focused on, that's not a deep enough foundation that's going to keep you motivated and going to keep you driven in the right direction to eventually be able to get there as you persist and stay patient and, and give the process what it needs in order to get to where you want to be. So I've got a list of things that I'm going to go through with you guys, like I said, that I've done for that I do myself that keep, helps keep me consistent as well as I try to ingrain in my clients as well to help create more sustainability long-term. And the first one is you have to make your workouts a game. For all of you who have listened to me for a long time or if you're a first-time listener, first time listening to my episodes, you know that I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of strength training, right? Regardless if your goal is building muscle, regardless if your goal is weight loss, I'm a firm believer in all the data points to strength training is probably one of the smartest forms of exercise that you can do and should be your main, your main sticking point with exercise. Sure, you can add in some cardio. Sure, you can add in some running. You can add in some yoga, some group classes. But if you don't have dedicated strength training at the core, you're not going to see as good or fast of results, um, regardless if that goal is to gain muscle, lose body fat, or a combination of the two. And so when I say make workouts a game, Basically, what I mean here is you have to look at your workouts as a way to improve on a weekly basis. A lot of people are like, oh, if my goal is weight loss, I can just go in and I can use these 10-pound weights every time that I, I go into the gym um, and burn as many calories as possible as long as I get a sweat and my, I'm breathing heavy. Um, like That's good because I'm burning calories. Well, that's going to burn you out, right? To make your workouts a game, you want to focus on progressing your workouts on a weekly basis. One reason that I love strength training is because it gives you something to improve at in yourself on a weekly basis. I just got done training a push workout earlier today and I'm focused this week on doing a little bit better than I did last week. So the training sessions are the same. I'm doing the same workouts, but in this week I'm either trying to add an extra rep or two to particular exercises, I'm trying to add a little bit of weight, or maybe I'm adding an extra set here and there. And it becomes a game when I know that this week I did a little bit more, I got a little bit better than I did last week, it becomes a game of me trying to compete against myself on a weekly basis to get better and better. And when you focus on it in that regard, there comes another form of satisfaction that you get from training because you know that you got just a little bit better than you were the week before. And that gives you a little bit of a dopamine hit. It becomes addicting to know that I'm a little bit stronger, I'm a little bit better. I have a few clients right now. I can think of one right now. Her name is April. If you're listening to this, April, shout out to you. But when we first started, she only had up to around like 15, 20 pound weights in her house, dumbbells. So we built her out a, a dumbbell only training program. And after, after a few months, 
she got to a point where it's like, Chaz, these, these dumbbells aren't heavy enough for me anymore. And so for her birthday, what she got was, was heavier dumbbells. It became a game. She got as strong as she could with those dumbbells. Now they are holding her back. Okay. Now I need to increase, buy more weights, get heavier weights to continue pushing myself. And it becomes addicting because it comes, it becomes self empowering to know you're getting stronger over time. So making your workouts a game by tracking your lifts, tracking how much weight you used, how many reps you did. And then in the next week, sticking with those same workouts and trying to improve upon what you did in the week before gives you that dopamine hit when you're successful with it and is going to keep you wanting to come back and gives you more of a reason to work out as opposed to just sweat as much as possible. Just burn as many calories as you can. If that's your sole goal, you're going into your workouts just simply to punish yourself. And you're only going to be able to stay motivated punishing yourself for so long until eventually you burn yourself out and you're, like I said before, saying to yourself, F this, like, I'm over this. I'd rather go home and just hang out with my kids or, or dedicate my time to something else, watching Netflix, scrolling on my phone or something else, because like, I need a break. So make your workouts a game. Track your lifts. Try to progress them on a weekly basis. Keep your workouts the same and progress them slowly over time. And that'll help you get more addicted to the process and view it more as self-empowerment instead of just self-punishment. Number two is don't try and burn off extra calories you ate the day before, right? A lot of people will get in this cycle with tracking their calories and cardio to where, oh man, like if I ate an extra three, four, 500 calories the day before, I need to burn those calories off. And this becomes a vicious cycle to where you can get into a really unhealthy relationship with food and exercise to where you're always so worried about how many calories you're eating opposed to how many calories you're burning. And you're trying to play that teeter totter game of if you're going over, then you have to go into the gym and punish yourself and burn those calories off. You want to change your mindset and something that I, because I used to do that, to be honest with you. I used to be so obsessed with being lean and I was maintaining around a seven to 8% body fat level back in the day. A lot of you guys know my story and I'll probably go into that in future episodes, but I would get into this process to where, man, if I overate, I was so stressed out that I'd go into the gym and burn off four or 500 extra calories to punish myself for overeating. And then when I get in positions where I needed to overeat again, well, I'd, I'd allow myself to do it because, oh, I know I can just go burn those calories off later. And it turns into this vicious cycle in your brain that you can never really catch up with yourself. And so instead, if you get into a position where you overeat on calories, I want you to try and view that overeating as, well, okay, I had more carbs, I had more calories, I'm just going to use that extra fuel to go harder in my next strength training session. So instead of viewing it as like, oh man, I have to punish myself because again, I ate too much, now I have to go burn this off and you get in that cycle, change that perspective. Well, no, I had more calories, I had more carbs, meaning I'm gonna be full of more glycogen in my muscles, which is the energy that your muscles use to, to train and be strong and get through your lifts. You're gonna have more of that in your system, just having more calories in general, especially if you're on a weight loss journey and you're trying to be in a calorie deficit and you go over. If you ate more, well, chances are if you're in a deficit, you're already a little bit lower on energy. Your training probably isn't as great because you're giving your body less fuel than it's burning on a daily basis. That slowly does run you into the ground, right? So if you have an overfeeding, if it's on accident or planned, just view that as well. I've got all this extra fuel to go into my next strength training session and be able to give an even better effort and push yourself harder. 
that gets you out of that toxic mindset of thinking, oh man, I got to go punish myself and burn these calories off. Instead, look at it from a, the glass is half full in regards to, oh, well, I'm going to use these extra calories and these extra carbohydrates and these extra fats as extra energy to push myself harder in my next strength training session. Maybe I can use a little bit more weight than I was using. Maybe I can do an extra rep or two than what I was uh, planning on doing. Maybe I can add an extra set here or there every now and again to specific exercises because I have that additional fuel. And that will take away that toxic relationship that you're creating with calories in, calories out, and give you more of a long-term sustainable approach that doesn't put, your, doesn't put so much pressure on yourself to have to always be perfect. And again, for me and for, for people that I'm working with, this is a huge help. It's a mindset shift. It's a long-term shift. It's not so focused on the minutia right here in the short term and what my results are going to look like tomorrow, but this is going to help you be able to stay consistent over the long term and again, not create that toxicity in your fitness that ends up putting so much people in a position where they're like, again, screw this, I'm done. Like I can't handle all this pressure. This is just a a yo-yo of me going back and forth and playing mind games with myself over and over that I don't want any part of, right? So use the extra calories that you eat when you overeat and just take them into your next training session and use them as fuel to train even harder than you were before. And I think that would be a major help. Number three is stop letting the scale dictate your happiness. Now, this is a hard one, and I could sit, I can do a whole podcast episode on this. I think I have in the past, um, and I may do that again in the future. But if you're on a weight loss journey and you're looking at the scale day in and day out, and it is just stressing you the hell out, you're making the process so much harder on yourself than it needs to be. And there's a lot of ways to utilize this scale. With the majority of the clients that I work with, I actually have them weigh themselves every single day and it's not so that we can see the scale and hope oh i hope this scale is going down every single day no because the scale is going to fluctuate up and down depending on how much glycogen is in your system depending on how much food is in your digestive system depending on how much water you're holding on to for ladies depending on where you're at in your cycle for the month right when you get close to your cycle that scale starts inching up for the first right a few days before your cycle typically as well as about halfway through your cycle just because your hormones are fluctuating your body tends to hold a lot more water weight so you have to be understanding of those types of things but if you're going to weigh yourself every single day you have to look at those weigh-ins as simply just a metric or a data point that you are accumulating to look at your week in its entirety and create an average for all seven of those weigh-ins to compare against your weigh-ins from the week before but if you're somebody who is like, oh, great, I, I weighed in at 135 today. That's a new low for me. And then in the next day you weigh in at 136 and you're pissed off and mad and frustrated and kind of freaking out. Well, that's just a part of the process. The scale is going to go up and it's going to go down. So you have to stop looking at the scale as a success or a failure in the short term and look at those longer term data points and those daily weigh-ins that are coming back are just simply data points to create averages for the week to compare against the week before. And if that trend is slowly going down, well, you are in an amazing position, right? Just keep doing what you're doing because that scale is trending in the right direction. If you look at those data points over a couple of weeks and the scale's kind of stalling, well, okay, then you need to just be logical and look at, one, how consistent was I with my nutrition? How consistent was I with my training? How consistent was I with my step goal? 
And if you were consistent in all of those regards, 85 to 95%, well, then you know you probably need to make an adjustment, either increase your activity level, decrease your calories slightly, because your body's adapted to where you are. But if you haven't been truly consistent and on point with all of those things, well, then you know, okay, it, it's not that I need to slash calories further or do more cardio. That's not going to help because you're going to probably continue to not be consistent and, and overeat in your nutrition, and it's just going to wash itself out. So you're going to do more work for still no result and be even more frustrated as you continue. So you have to be honest with yourself. And if you're be, not being consistent and you're not seeing progress, well, then you're going to have to adjust something on your consistency side, right? And just be logical and understanding of, okay, this is the process. I need to take my emotion out of this, look at it from a logical point of view so that I can put myself in a position to be successful. And this is very hard for people, right? This is even hard for me to do for myself. And so sometimes having somebody on your team, like a coach, and I know this is biased because I do coach, but this is, in my opinion, one of the most valuable aspects of it is having somebody that can look at your situation from a logical perspective and give you adjustments and tell you what you need to hear from a, from a logistic standpoint to help keep you based in reality with what you're doing and not allow your emotions to get in the way and lead to self-sabotage. So just something to think about. If you're somebody that can do that for yourself and be very analytical and, and be logical with yourself and keep your emotion out of it, amazing. You're probably gonna make really good progress on your own. If you're not that type of person and your emotions tend to get the best of you in these types of situations and so it, it puts you in a situation where you're always yo-yoing, you're either on point or not and where your, your progress is at and where the scale is coming back dictates how consistent you're being and how much effort you're putting in, well, you're the type of person that probably would do quite well with coaching just to get somebody on your team that is less biased. So something to keep in mind. Number four is be aware of the other areas of life that fitness is enhancing. So often we are so focused just on the result in regards to the aesthetics. And I don't blame you. I'm the same way. We're all shallow in some sense, right? We're all in there working hard. We're all paying attention to our nutrition because we do want to look better. I'm the same way. I want to look better. I want to continue to improve the way that I look. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do think that if you're only focused on how you look, it's so much easier to burn yourself out. And when it comes to strength training, there are so many other benefits outside of just building muscle or just losing body fat where it enhances your life. And I think it's very important for you to just be aware of those things and tell yourself those things and appreciate those things because it will help keep you motivated to keep training. And the big things that I notice and, and notice in others, and there's a lot of scientific study on this as well, if you strength train, you're going to have more energy just in your day-to-day -day life. And a lot of people are like, oh, I, I can't exercise because I'm too tired. Well, if you started exercising more consistently, you probably wouldn't be as tired. It's ironic, right? Because you don't want to exercise because you're tired and it's going to make you more tired. But if you do exercise when you're tired, it's actually going to give you more, more benefit to more energy in the long run. And so understanding those cycles, mental focus, right? When I'm training and I'm lifting my mental focus outside of the gym in work, uh, with my family, I'm so much clearer. There's something interesting about like going into the gym and pushing yourself and kind of beating yourself up, so to speak, that it just gives you a clarity. It slows your mind down. It kind of gets rid of all of the thoughts, right? It just like puts you 
in your body and out of your mind and creates a sharpness that's to a higher degree than when you're not doing it. So just understanding that that's a huge benefit and paying attention to that and appreciating that. Um, your mood. For me, this is probably one of the biggest ones. I've never walked out of a training session mad or anxious or sad or pissed off, right? I could feel all of those emotions before I go into a, a strength training session. But walking out of the gym, I can't think of one time. And I've probably done, heck, I don't even know. Somewhere between, I'll have to count that up at some point, but somewhere between like three to 5,000 workouts in the last 15 years. Maybe more. I'll have to do the math on that. But I can't recall one time that I've left a training session sad, mad, anxious, angry, depressed. Right? And so understanding that benefit to get that that dopamine spike to get those endorphins rolling each day and be able to enjoy that for a few hours after your training. There's real value to that. And especially for men, I've talked about this um, in some posts before as well, but like not, not just men, it, this is for women as well, but like aggression, a lot of men have pent up aggression, right? In different ways. And you see all over the world, men using that aggression in negative ways, in, in hurting people, in, in abuse, in just a lot of different aspects. Abuse is what comes to mind more than anything. But like if you're in the gym and you're training and taking that aggression out in your training sessions, as opposed to taking that out on other people, like that's such a healthier outlet. And I'm a pure believer that we need something to take aggression out on. And so finding something that is productive to take that aggression on is huge. And so just understanding that there's so many benefits outside of you just looking better that come from, from strength training, from eating better. And so that's all I have for you guys today. Like I said, I didn't know if this episode was going to get recorded or not, but I made a commitment to myself to get back to recording episodes. Um, so if I, if I have to do it even when things aren't perfect, I'm going to figure out a way to do that. And I challenge you guys to do that through the rest of your week as well with your training and your nutrition, especially through the weekends. You might not be able to be perfect, but you can find a way to get something done. I'd love to be sitting at my office with my big, nice microphone and perfect, perfect audio quality and be able to record this today. That would be optimal. But instead, I'm sitting here recording it on my phone, making sure that I can get something out to you guys because I made a commitment to myself that I was going to start doing this on a weekly basis again. And if you're listening to this, pro this podcast in general, you probably have that same commitment to yourself when it comes to your, your training and your nutrition. So even if you can't be perfect, find a way just to get something done to keep that momentum going in that right direction. Because for me, I know if I've gotten two episodes done right in a row, next week it's going to be a little bit easier to keep that momentum. But if I didn't get this week's episode done, it would have been a lot easier to not get next week episodes done because I wouldn't have that momentum keep going. But now I have more pressure because I've got two in a row. Okay, I need to make it three in a row. But if I did one in the first week, missed the second week, the third week it could be like, eh, do I really need to do that? Like I've already messed it up. So keep the momentum going in your favor. Take imperfect action. Do what you can. 
And I promise that you'll get into positions where you're much more addicted to this process because you've taken away all of that pressure and just giving an honest effort so that you can lay your head down at night, each night, knowing that you're doing what you can and committing to yourself. You're going to have more self-respect, more self-love, and you're going to create more momentum in your life in other aspects, even outside of fitness, because you've started to create this discipline for yourself in fitness that's going to leak out into you being a parent, into your career, into your friendships, and you're going to see more of a blossoming effect. At least that's that's been the case for me in my life, and that's what fitness has brought to me and why I'm still so dedicated to it. So I appreciate you all for listening. Again, if you've never left this podcast a review or a rating and you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, I would greatly appreciate it if you would go down below and leave me a rating of, of whatever you choose. And if you can leave a written review, that would help even more. Just because that's how the podcast algorithm works. The more ratings and reviews that you get, the more that this type of content will be able to push out to more people. And selfishly, it helps keep me more motivated to keep producing week in and week out as well. So like I said, I appreciate you guys. I hope you're all having an amazing day and I'll chat with you very soon.